0: Hello, Colleen.
1: Hello, Aaron.
0: So you know how I was supposed to go to Boston on Monday, yesterday? Um, I did not go to Boston. I tried to go to Boston. So I I was supposed to go to Boston for this tuple thing, right? And Sunday night, I get to the airport. Well, Sunday afternoon, I get to the airport. Um, My flight's at 345, so you know, I leave the house at like 1:30, drive all the way over to the airport. It's the one that's far from our house. And I'm at I'm at the airport by like 2:15, just hanging out at the gate, and they start delaying it. I'm like, "Man, it's going to be a late night." So they push it and push it and push it. 3:45 flight turns into 9:45 p.m. Oh, that's and then awful. they they just canceled it
1: oh man
0: so uh, we waited for six hours not to mention the time we showed up early but six hours from original departure and then they were like ah we can't get the ac to come on on the plane so we're gonna cancel your flight
1: oh my goodness
0: yeah and so i was like you gotta be freaking kidding me i'm gonna miss this big meeting so you know i wait in line forever talk to a gate agent And they're like, we've got you booked on a 1015 tomorrow morning, you'll get there by 2pm. I'm like, okay, that's not ideal. But I'll at least make it before the end of the day. So next morning, Monday, I show up at the airport, you know, nine o'clock, pull out my computer to start doing some stuff. Right when I do, I get a text message from American that says, your flight's been canceled. Wow. Not even like, wow! not even delayed, not even gate change. Just, hey man, it's over. You lose. (laughs)
1: Jeez.
0: So I've never, I've never had a flight canceled on me, which I understand is probably rare, but to have two in a row trying to get to the same place for the same thing. So I, I, you know, I wait in line for another 30 minutes, knowing that they're, unless I get on a plane and like, Literally forty-five minutes. I'm not going to make it in time to be useful. And talk to a gate agent, and they're like, "Yeah, we've rebooked you through Washington D.C. You'll arrive in Boston by 11 p.m. tonight." It what? was a one-day trip. It oh, was supposed to no. be a one-day trip. So I just said, "Nope." Okay, cancel the whole trip. I'm I'm going home. Wow. Yeah. So meanwhile, I'm like messaging Ben on Discord. I'm like, "Dude, I don't, I I don't know what to do. I have." I don't know what's happening. You know, I update them every time my flight got delayed the night before. And I was like, hey, it's yeah. going to be a little later. I'll, I'll keep you posted. And then I'm just, at some point, I just gave up. And I was like, dude, I don't know what to do. Oh, I was like, yeah, man. this is, I wouldn't have expected. I wouldn't have expected two cancellations. So kind of frustrating.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty, sorry. Pretty,
0: yeah. Spent a lot of time at the airport. However, American did give me a voucher for $12 that I'm allowed to spend inside the airport, but not at Starbucks. So $12? <laughs> $12. Yeah.
1: Wow. So, go Thanks crazy. American.
0: Never have I wanted more to get on Twitter and complain about customer service than I did last night. And to my, to my great credit, I didn't cause nobody wants to see that on Twitter cause it's yeah. super annoying. So yeah.
1: Wow. <laughs> oh <my> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's
0: my frustrating update.
1: Yeah. What a bummer. Sorry to hear that.
0: Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that.
1: So, Oh, there's a couple things I want to talk to you about. Can we start, actually, with talking about the emails you sent to people on our list? Yeah, we can.
0: So I sent um, last Friday, because I think Friday was my deadline, so I sent them on Friday. Got it done. Um, So I pulled everybody out of um, whatever it is, Reform, and um, threw them into a sheet and started going down one by one. I know I could have done it in MailChimp, but I wanted to, like actually send it from my account instead of some, you know, form thing. Yeah. So I sent them from my account, wrote up basically like, Hey, you signed up. You said you were, you know, view two or view three and Laravel, like just as a reminder, this is what I'm talking about. You know, query builder, yada, yada. Um, We're ready to go. We're fully ready. Can we hop on a call to see what your use case is and hopefully get you started? Um, I didn't put, I didn't put any links in. I didn't put like like a booking link or anything, because what I want them to do is you know email me back and say yeah when you know when's good and then I can send them a link or you know jump through their hoops or whatever. Um, But I think I sent six or seven of them, um, and I just went in order of like when they signed up. So these are the people that signed up first. So you know the oldest people, okay. um, no responses yet. I figure okay. I'll wait until tomorrow, which is Wednesday and, you know, send them a follow up. It, it was the weekend. So I don't expect too much. Um, so no responses yet. I did get beyond those people. Somebody emailed me directly and was like, Hey, I would love to use refine. Can, can we use it? And so I emailed him back and said, yeah, let's get on a call. I can walk you through how to do it and we can get you set up. Um, so I think he sent me that email yesterday and I responded and I haven't heard back anything yet. So of the ones that I reached out to no responses, I did get the one inbound and hopefully I can get on a call with them soon. So progress, I think.
1: Yeah, that sounds like progress. Great. It felt,
0: I have to admit, it felt really, really good emotionally to write the words like, we're ready to go. Do you want to do this? Let's do this.
1: Yeah. That
0: that felt good. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a good, like, that's a good win for us. It, you know, it'll be a bigger win when we start, like, closing sales. Um, but just to be over the starting line feels pretty great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So what's your thought on those personalized emails versus the whole list email? Because we haven't emailed them yet.
0: Um. You mean, what's the thought on doing it one by one rather than sending that same email to everyone? Yeah. Um, no super intelligent thoughts except that if we email that to four hundred people, um, I might get a lot, a lot of calls oh, scheduled. Right,
1: right. We're trying to we're trying to drip them in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I just oh, I just
0: want to land one. Yeah, um, let's
1: let's drip them in for now. It's early. That makes sense. Okay.
0: Yeah, I want to land one. I want to um have a call with one and hopefully onboard one and then like just keep that going one by one so i like that this week i'll send you know regardless of who responds i'll send maybe five or ten more um yeah so you know in theory we're dripping the calls in but if nobody responds i'm just gonna i'm just gonna keep sending um just gonna burn through the list eventually but yeah that's okay
1: great yeah that makes total sense Good. That sounds good.
0: What about while we're on the topic, um, DMing Rails people or emailing Rails people?
1: Yeah. So I, the two people who have already paid, um, mm-hmm. working on setting up start dates with them, and then I sent one to
0: working on like you've told them e- we're ready to go.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. Correct. Customer one is doing six week cycles, so he wants end of July. Uh, uh. Which makes Very sense shape up of them <laughs> uh, in customer two I'm waiting to hear back from Great. I sent one cold one warm email cold email warm-ish someone who verbally Did... expressed interest Oh that's warm warm one warm email didn't hear back um, which I'm a little confused about but I will follow up with him one warm DM where they're considering got one inbound that I'm talking to Great. right now trying to set up a call. And I think that's it for this week, the people that I contacted. So that's pretty good, yeah, it, it I think feels pretty good.
0: I think um one thing we're gonna have to internalize as we do this is follow up or die. like we're gonna yes. have to not think, um, oh they they didn't email me back. They probably don't want it. We're just gonna yes. have to keep, especially uh, these people signed for the ones I sent. these people signed up to hear about the thing, right, So I shouldn't feel bad. Emailing them about the thing they signed up for. So that's totally something agree. we'll have to internalize. Like, just keep pushing until they say yes or no.
1: I agree. I think that that, and, and, you know, contacting people both on email and Twitter and all the ways we get in touch with people, just keeping track of that and, um, when we followed up with them, et cetera, et cetera, is really important.
0: Yeah. Yep. For sure. And if you want to start pulling people off of the, um, the early access list. I have a spreadsheet where I'm keeping track of who I've emailed and when. Um, okay. And I'm f- of course skipping all the Rails people. So if you want to hop in there, you can use that as well.
1: Okay. I feel like actually I had two inbound. Actually, now that I recall correctly. Um. Yeah, that's that's good. I think that that's that's the move. Yeah.
0: Where are the inbounds coming? Is it Twitter? Twitter. And yeah. it's just random. Hey, I've been following or what?
1: Um, I mean, more details cool. than that. Got a couple people like this is this is. Some people are just interested, generically interested, um, and so I don't necessarily have time right now for everyone who's just kind of vaguely interested. But um, mm-hmm. some people are, are, you know, if they're if you're actually interested in purchasing it, then absolutely. Like those are the people I'm trying to schedule calls with.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. But yeah, t- cool. Twitter
1: so far. So I think I mean I think the move is to keep especially as we build out like some of the stuff for the rail side, like just keep tweeting about it and, and all yep. of that. So that, that seems to be good for garnering interest.
0: Yep, for sure. Um, and for this week, so are you at the point where you're ready to send out emails to the early access list? Cause last week I think we talked about, you're going to reach out to the two people, which you did and try to get start dates with them. Are you at the same spot I'm at where you can start, sending emails to people who signed up?
1: I don't think so. Here's the deal. So this is Tuesday. Um, I'm out the second half of this week and all next week for vacation. I come back and that's the first week of July or last week of June, first week of July, something like that. And so I'm gonna onboard our first customer that week. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't really feel like we're done to the point that you're done just because I think we are going to Find it was interesting when we were on um, remote Ruby on Friday, they Mm -hmm. were really interested in how does this integrate in my app? And that's what Mm -hmm. I want to know as a developer too. And I still feel like on the Rails hotwire side, like Mm -hmm. there's room for clarity. Mm -hmm. And so I think working through that, with our first customer is going to be really instructive because I've been working through I it with it people is. who know how it works. So I think to, I'm really curious to see, honestly what I was thinking, Aaron was I'm going to see how it goes with him and then maybe take a trusted rails friend and see how it goes with them. Um, so I can get really good feedback on how to tighten that integration loop. Cause right now, right now the integration, right. we, we have the stable ID and we emit events. So theoretically, like you emit unstable, they can't submit the form, you emit stable, they can submit the form. But I've noticed with our client, there's a lot of confusion around the buttons. Yeah. So we we purposefully don't include a button because we don't know for sure what you wanna do with it. Maybe you don't wanna submit a form, right? Right. So when they, the client always uses buttons. So when they have an apply or update or whatever button, there seems to have been some confusion about how to consume the stable ID, how to rehydrate the filter from the stable ID, and how to disable and enable the apply button or create mm-hmm. button or whatever you want. And so I think the answer there is we might want to ship another stimulus controller with it that is an optional button. Like that's kind of what I'm, I think so. I'm leaning towards. Yeah. And and there's another thing you can do in the Rails side where you can we have a turbo frame for like stored filters. So we have one for stored filters and one like database stabilized stored filters um, and one that doesn't include that. And right now you can use either or. And so if they don't want stored filters, they integrate one turbo frame. If they do, they integrate a different turbo frame. And then of course they have to set up the stored filter model in their database. So. I just, I feel like there's, none of this is hard, but it's also like not a single drop-in React component either, right? It's no. There's a little which bit a of integration pity. work. Yeah, which is a fitting. So there's yeah. some integration work, and so I really want to work through that with some other devs to see how people feel about it.
0: Yeah, I'm on board with that. I think um, part of our thesis is um, batteries included. And so like... And I think our main thesis is we can spend more time thinking about this stuff than you could afford to spend because this is our whole business and it's just a part of yours. Um, I will say, I think it's going to take a while to get um, someone else on the books. And so I don't think it would be a bad idea to start reaching out to the list soon. Like even though you're going to be you know, you're scheduled in whatever July with client number one, if you started reaching out now to other people, it's possible you wouldn't even schedule with them until after client number one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So trying to overlap, trying to overlap dead time, I think can help here, especially as we're pushing up against, you know, August. Um, So consider, or rather, what do you think about, sending out a couple of emails either this week or next week, knowing full well you're not going to schedule them until after client number one. How does that feel?
1: Yeah, I'm open to that. I think that's, that's reasonable. That's a reasonable timeline.
0: Okay. Do you want to commit to that?
1: Well, no, because I'm off Thursday, Friday, and all of next week. So what's today? Tuesday? Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I will commit to that. Um, can you show that spreadsheet with me? Like, just Google. And can. And, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I'm happy to do that and try to get those people scheduled before I leave.
0: Um, yeah, just so we're clear, I don't think you need to get them scheduled before you leave. I think we just need to send the email. And honestly, I bet nobody responds. And so, yeah.
1: like, so then you it's know, in a done.
0: week, you got to follow up. Follow and, up. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, if we waited to send the email until you're done with client number one, we're going to have, like, four weeks six weeks of dead time um so we might as well try to stack those yeah yeah i'll share this with you remind me when we get off i'll share this spreadsheet with you
1: okay i also think we seriously need to think about how we're going to do a demo site people need to be able to play with this like i
0: agree that's that's big time on my mind and i think that's going to be a great um opportunity for me to also do like live stream stuff okay cool like, hey, I'm going to set up a demo site for Refine. I'm also going to stream while I do it. While I so do it. So you can it. see me play around with it. And the good news is um, it can all be open source because the paid package will come from the package provider. It won't be in the GitHub source code.
1: Can't you just bundle open it? Now? No.
0: Okay. No. Yeah, because it won't because it won't be on GitHub. People would have to oh, clone I the see. repo and yeah, then yeah. install and then it, install which it. would ask them for credentials. So
1: gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. Perfect. So
0: they can see all the con- they can see all the connectivity and all the glue that would put Refine into your app um, if they wanted to go, you know, check it out.
1: Yeah. So here's what I want to talk to you about this. Okay. Um, two things that keep coming up, and you and I have discussed yep. both of these things. One is the demo site. Two is an open mm-hmm. source open sourcing part of it. It mm-hmm. is my opinion that the demo site is like higher priority. So people can get their hands on it and play with it. And then we don't have to sort out if we want to do a part of it, open source yet.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And no, no, I think the, the open source part of it, we already, we already put to bed a, a few episodes ago and okay. said, like not even a discussion. Um, what I, when I say it could be open source, I mean, the demo site could be yeah. open source without exposing the proprietary stuff. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think honestly I think maybe the next most important thing for me to do beyond continuing to send emails, the next most important thing for me to do is to get a demo site up and I think yeah. that's I think that's totally totally viable.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think that would be that would be great. That would be really that'll be really value added.
0: Yeah. And you know, if I play it right, it could be a lot of like sessions of live streaming cuz i could like do the basic stuff and get it get it up there and then continue to live stream interesting stuff like here's how you save a filter here's how you would use a filter to drive an email campaign like all of that kind of fun stuff would be good for streaming and good for demo purposes so i could get it to serve double duty
1: awesome love it
0: but then that means of course you would have to maybe do a Rails side. I, I, if if we think the source is important, right? Because if the source is not important, the demo is the same. It doesn't matter. Right. It's doesn't matter what's driving it because we offer it in both.
1: Yeah. I mean my guess is yes. That the thing I feel like as we talk to more developer or at least as we've talked to more developers about this, they want to know how it works, how they integrate it. They like mm-hmm. the you know, they like the inheriting from a filter class. So I Yeah. People like that. Like, it feels when very- we
0: were When we were on Remote Ruby, they were like, how do you integrate it? And you were like, "Well, oh, you know, it's a private jam, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, we give you a class and you extend it. And they're like, they oh, like, oh, cool, oh, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah,
1: that was a moment. I was like, oh, yeah. right. Like, we're talking to developers. Like, we it's- can talk to developers. So they I
0: literally want to know, what do I do in my IDE with your thing?
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it will be, I think that will be something I will want to do too. I think the demo side up, first is great but i do think i'll do that in rails as well
0: yeah cool okay
1: so oh i also wanted to ask you about github actions tell me
0: about
1: this awesome thing you did
0: the only way to debug github actions is to just push a bunch of stuff to the repo over and over and over (laughs) i'm sure that's not technically true but boy is that that the way that i do it um so neil is using the front end right He's got brand new front end. It's working. Glory, hallelujah. Here's the issue, though. I've been publishing a dev, like, aliased NPM package from my local machine. Um, So he'll, like, if he tells me something wonky that he found, I'll fix it, and I'll just publish a new, like, uh, Vue2-dev, right? And he installs Vue2-dev. Right. Not ideal, but he and I are working together, and so it works fine. For... Like, to to publish these NPM packages for real, I don't want to be doing it from my local machine because I don't want to accidentally run the wrong command and publish a broken package that somebody auto-installs on deploy and then we break somebody's site, right? That seems like bad etiquette. So what I want to do is publish it from GitHub based on a GitHub release. Like, I want to go to GitHub, do create new release, view 2.0.1, whatever. Okay. So... This weekend, I spent a bunch of time getting it set up so that we can do that exact thing. And part of the trick is we've got three packages inside this one repository, right? So we're running this mono repo setup. We're inside of the repo. We've got Vue 2, Vue 3, React, and a internal core package where we share some stuff. And first of all, NPM, JavaScript bundling, everything is a dark art, which I super hate, and it's very complicated. Um, And then beyond that, you add in the extra mono repo thing. So, like, we don't need to publish React every time we publish Vue. Like, that would just create a bunch of churn. When we fix something in Vue, we're publishing this no-op in React, and people are like, why is the version bumped? Nothing actually changed. That seems dumb. So I got it set up where we can tag... We tag the repo, because you can only tag a repo. You can't, like, tag a folder. You tag the repo as view slash 0.2.1 or whatever. And this GitHub action will take that tag. Notice that it's a view-only tag, so it ignores React. And then it goes in, and it sets the package.json to the version that we put in the tag, because that's another thing. We want to make sure that, like when you call publish, the package.json version matches your GitHub release version. So people can go to GitHub and look at the code and be like, well, I'm running this version. I need to inspect the code, right? Um, So the action will set the package.json version, does all the bundling, publishes to NPM, switches over to Vue 3, does it all again. And if you wanted to publish React, you just create a React tag, so you would do React slash 0.1.5 or whatever, and it would publish React to NPM. And so now anyone can tag a version, anyone, You you or I can tag a version, it's not dependent on our local machine publishing or anything like that. And NPM and GitHub's versioning is always going to be in sync, which is really frustrating when it's not, because you want to go look at the source code for a certain version and it's just, like, not there. Um, so after very, very much trial and error, we're now set to, like, cut releases, and it takes no thought whatsoever on our part, and the whole thing is automated.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah, it was a freaking nightmare. But, yeah. m- you know, my thought process is, like, we're going to be doing this a lot as we fix find and fix bugs. I don't want to try to remember every time, you know, four or five or six different steps to do it. And I don't want it to be dependent on my local machine. And also I really, really don't want to fat finger something and publish the wrong version and dork up everybody's site. And so it's one of those things where it's like, good Lord, am I going to spend six hours doing this? But then every time in the future, it's now like a one-minute process. So it works. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Okay. I have to think about... You'll have to show me how to do that on the Rails side. Because right now yeah. what happens is I upgrade the gem. Mm-hmm. Then I, I publish the gem to Gem Fury. Then I have to publish the NPM package, still from my local machine, to NPM. And I have to remember like
0: (laughs) to do them
1: and like when to upgrade them and which one's which and it is not it's not a good process so everything uh, you
0: just said is is bad and makes me feel nervous nervous um yeah does the npm package on your side live inside the same repo as the gem it does all right yeah here's what we're gonna do we're gonna set you up the same way um to where you cut a release on github it will push the gem to unlock we need to switch we from need gem to switch Fury to unlock. unlock yep so it'll push the gem to unlock and simultaneously push the npm package or the javascript package to npm yes all based on cutting a release on github and a github action
1: yes that's what we need so to do
0: that that's what we'll do um, because we just can't have that kind of administration overhead every time that's not worth oh no it's just not worth it, it
1: only works because we only have one client on it right now but like it's yeah it's even talk. you know i was talking to our contractor about it and i was like writing down the steps for him and i was like this exactly. is ridiculous like this is mm-hmm. not gonna work cool all right good yeah plan.
0: whenever whenever you're ready to talk more about that let's do some pairing on that because my pain can pave the way <laughs>
1: <laughs> sounds good
0: um yeah And that'll be a good time to switch to Unlock as well. Yeah. Because then all of our licensing, payment, and distribution is all in um, Unlock, which which will be good.
1: Yeah, definitely want that.
0: Cool. What else? That's all I got. That's all I got, too. All right. Talk to you later.